Hello everyone, I'm Captain Logan and this is Superhero Rewind. For Fantastic Four, I'm going to start right away with a plot synopsis. Five people, counting Doctor Doom, get superpowers, and then they have superpowers. And they deal with having superpowers. I may sound a little facetious, but that really is kind of the plot. And that is to say, there really isn't one. Fantastic Four is a really fun movie. It has spectacular special effects, it seems to have a lot of love and affection for its source material, and it's a pleasure to watch these actors having such a good time making a movie. But what it really lacks is a good story, and I think that's why a lot of fans don't remember it very fondly. What I often hear from comic book fans is that the movie lacked depth, it was a little shallow, and most importantly, it didn't cover enough ground. I talk a lot about superhero movies needing to get away from origin stories, unless one of the best stories for that character really is in the origin. For example, with Wolverine, there really is an involved and engaging story in his origin, with the Weapon X project, his past with Sabretooth, the events in Origin, etc. Fans were terribly disappointed with what was done in X-Men Origins Wolverine, of course, but my point is that at least conceptually, that's a project that makes sense. Fantastic Four, like so many of Stan Lee's creations, has an origin to tell us where these heroes came from. It isn't really a story in and of itself. So what we get in this movie isn't even an origin story so much as just an origin period. I mean, what really happens in this? If it is a story, what's the crux of it? The movie begins with Reed convincing Von Doom to fund a mission to study a cosmic storm. Now this should just be set up to get to the storm so the Fantastic Four can get their powers. There's a lot of establishing characters in these early scenes. Ben Grimm is Reed's muscle, Johnny is the young, brash, impulsive kid, Reed and Von Doom have a very old rivalry because they each have something the other doesn't. Reed is brilliant and broke, and Von Doom doesn't have Reed's genius, but he's filthy rich. And finally, Reed and Sue used to be involved, but he wasn't committed enough, so now she's bitter, but secretly hoping he'll make a move. Now, instead of getting their powers, becoming superheroes, and dealing with a supervillain plot quickly, they spend nearly the whole movie dealing with their new powers while exploring these characterizations. And sure, it's fun watching Johnny flick his fire on and off, and while they find creative things to do with their powers, like Reed reaching down a hallway to grab toilet paper, or Johnny making popcorn just by holding it, there's no real meat in this movie. Other superhero movies suffer from this to a point, but this is the most severe example. Let's look at Reed and Sue's relationship. A lot of scenes are devoted to this throughout the movie. A lot. And in the extended version, which I watched for the first time just for this review, there are even more of them. But we can gather all of this from the first encounter they have in Von Doom's office. It's presented as story, but to me it often comes off as filler. Rather than an important subplot, Reed and Sue's relationship seems to just be cute example after cute example of Sue throwing up not-so-subtle hints that she's still interested in him, and Reed being too involved in his science to notice. It isn't until the final act that they start making any real progress, when Reed finally admits that Sue was right, and that he overcomplicates things, but that it would be easier for him to overcome that if she would just come out and tell him her feelings rather than dropping hints and rolling her eyes at him childishly when he doesn't pick up on them. By the time they finally get this far, instead of rooting for them and feeling satisfied that these characters are being proactive, stepping up, growing as characters, and making the right choices, I found myself thinking, it's about time. Why couldn't this have happened earlier so we could move on? After all, it is the Fantastic Four. If you're a fan already, you know this is all set up. Because for the bulk of their adventures in the comics, these two are usually married. We already know what's going to happen. 
now there's maybe some fun in waiting for superheroes like Spider-Man or Superman to finally get together with their ladies because they have the whole secret identity dilemma thing weighing them down. But here, it just feels like the movie is stalling because there just isn't enough going on. I've never stopped to consider the idea of a dumbed-down character study before, but I think that's what we've got here. What I just described with Reed and Sue applies to a lot of the subplots in the movie. There are character arcs, there are character motivations, but too many scenes are designed as examples of conflicts rather than pushing the story along, showing a natural progression to resolve those conflicts. Johnny spends the entire movie breaking rules and being a hothead. He's immature, and he likes it that way. He has no sense of responsibility, and he doesn't think of the consequences of his actions. Like the Reed and Sue subplot, we get scene after scene watching him make immature decisions, and they're often very fun and clever, but by the time Johnny reaches a real opportunity for change, where he's forced to take a good look at his decisions, decisions, I'm thinking it could have come much earlier, or else there should have been much greater consequences. In the theatrical version, Johnny basically just throws caution to the wind over and over with no real consequences, ever. In the second half of the film, he's being warned over and over by the other three that he's being too reckless and he needs to think about what he's doing and who he's affecting, especially with his trying to make the Fantastic Four a brand name and merchandising them out. It isn't until Von Doom starts hurting his friends that he quits thinking about himself and helps them out. But it's hard to tell if he's really learned anything. Once he stopped Von Doom, what's to prevent him from being brash and careless again? The extended version goes farther to make him learn something, and his arc feels incomplete without a couple of scenes that were dropped from the theatrical cut. In one scene, Von Doom tries to manipulate him into abandoning the other three for a life of fame and fortune. And here we learn that it's actually Von Doom's money that buys the action figure merchandising he tells Ben about later, when Ben crushes his prototype for a Thing toy that says it's clobbering time. And later there's a scene where Johnny goes to a bar, shows off, and is told by a girl he hits on that if she had his powers, she'd do something with them rather than do cheap parlor tricks at bars. I think these are his most defining scenes, and neither are in the theatrical version. Each of the four has a character arc, and I like where they all go. I just wish the whole thing didn't feel like set up for a better movie. The characters are paired up as opposites very often. Reed always thinks and never acts, while Johnny always acts and never thinks. Ben is afraid of never getting rid of his condition, while Johnny is afraid of losing his. And Sue is, in some ways, the opposite of both Reed and of Johnny. She doesn't rush into things like Johnny does, and she doesn't overanalyze like Reed does. She sometimes seems to be the voice of reason. There's a metaphor with the invisibility where she's almost the unnoticed one looking in on everyone else, telling them how to fix their problems. Now, Bigger Deal is made out of the obvious metaphor of her already being invisible to Reed, who doesn't notice her when she wants him to. Each character wants something, works toward it, and either gets it or discovers he or she doesn't need it. Reed and Sue want a stable relationship, and they each compromise to get it. Ben wants his normal life back, but decides after he has his chance at it to stay being the thing because he can help people with his powers. And Johnny wants fame, fortune, and not to have to be responsible, and discovers, though not to the degree I would like, that he can't escape responsibility and that helping people is more important than fame. The movie has some great ideas, but it doesn't present them in a rational, cohesive way. There are a lot of scenes that could be put in an entirely different order, and it would be the exact same movie. The film's pacing is ragged, and one scene doesn't necessarily follow into the next. I think a great opportunity was lost by not doing more with Von Doom. 
I personally don't care for his characterization sometimes. Instead of the stereotypical corporate tycoon, I would have preferred a more over-the-top theatrical comic book doom. He certainly has a lot of comic book doom's character traits, but his motivations and decisions are too close to Green Goblins from the first Spider-Man movie to me. He's characterized as being very manipulative, and that's an idea that should have been exploited more. We see him manipulating each character in different ways, but I think that idea should have been brought to the forefront, and fewer of his scenes should have been cut from the theatrical version. Rather than one short scene with each character after he develops his powers, I would have liked multiple scenes of him palling around with Ben and Johnny and trying to seduce Sue. As it is, Von Doom manipulating Ben into thinking Reed isn't trying hard enough to change him back is made a huge plot element. And in a movie that doesn't really have much of a story, this feels like the plot to me. Wouldn't it have been a lot neater to see Doom manipulating each of the other three into going against Reed in various ways so that all five of them were intricately involved in an expertly woven villain plot that only Doom realized was actually happening. I don't mean to rewrite the movie, but this is so close to what was actually there, I wish it had gone all the way. I also wanted to briefly comment on the Thing's arc, which is probably the most human and sympathetic in the movie. Like a lot of comic book FF stories, he's an outsider and can't have a normal life. I don't like how his fiance or are they married? I couldn't really be sure. Deb is oversimplified. She immediately turns away from him when she sees him the first time, and on the bridge, when everyone else is applauding because of the people he just rescued, she still won't accept him. It seemed earlier in the movie like he had the perfect life, and now he has a miserable life. That seems too simple to me. Perhaps the idea is that things weren't as great as he thought they were, but that's not how it seemed to me. It seemed like the movie was saying most people can't accept something so contrary to what they know already. And in fact, he does have a relationship with a blind woman who understands what he's going through because she's different too. I appreciate this idea, but I'd like to think people aren't so shallow as Deb is. If my wife was suddenly a rock monster, I think I'd at least talk to her about it before I took off my ring and left. But maybe that's just me. Having said all of that, I don't mean to be too hard on this movie. I actually really like the look and feel of it. I like a lot of the casting, and I like many of the character dynamics. Sometimes I think the relationships are a little oversimplified, especially with Reed and Sue, but others work much better. Ben and Johnny are a lot of fun to watch together, and I really like their fight at the racetrack when Ben rolls his car up into a ball. The idea of Ben getting angry with Reed for worrying about his love life instead of fixing him isn't bad, but it's one of those moments where I wonder why anyone isn't just telling Ben the truth. Yes, Reed promised not to rest until he made Ben normal again, but the reason Reed and Sue took a long break and went out is because Reed was about to test the machine on himself, which had a very good chance at killing him. I kind of think if Sue had explained this to Ben, he might have understood, and then Reed wouldn't have been guilt-tripped into testing the machine on himself later and risking his own life. I like the mix of CGI and practical effects, and I really respect the decision to put Michael Chiklis in a real suit instead of creating a CGI thing. CG certainly would have made him more massive, but I think it's amazing costume and makeup work, and I know a lot of people didn't find it realistic enough, but considering how silly this movie is, I can't say I mind. I like the casting choices of everybody but Jessica Alba, and like a lot of people, I just don't buy her as a scientist. She's given very few sciency or technobabble lines, and I kind of imagine that's because the writers didn't feel like she could deliver them believably. I also think more emphasis was put on the Reed-Sue relationship drama because she was cast. Susan Storm doesn't have to be a knockout. Attractive, sure, but not a supermodel. I never really cared for Julian McMahon as doom for some of the reasons I already mentioned, but perhaps it's just that I don't care for how he was directed. There are a couple places where he goes in and out of an accent, and... I think that fake hard-to-place accent would have gone a long way to making him closer to comic book doom. 
I decided not to review the extended and theatrical cut separately because while the extended version added several scenes back in, it didn't actually take out or change anything that was already there, like the Daredevil director's cut or the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. So I'll give the theatrical cut a 2 out of 4 and the extended cut a 2.5 out of 4. The extended cut is a better movie, but it's too slowly paced and not enough is happening on screen in either version. I think the same character arcs could have been done in a movie with a more complex plot. And understand, I do think character development is more important than plot. Plot is there to develop characters. But if there isn't enough story then character development seems forced and uninteresting, and I think that's what happened here. What was made was a sitcom with expensive, flashy effects, and on that level, it's quite enjoyable. Bye.